0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Crossover Across Time podcast for our uh, Friday show for Week 19, uh, February 24th of 2023. I'm your host, Carson. I want to thank you all for listening. Uh, we'll have a bit of a shorter show for you today. We'll just go through the game summaries from last night's action, get you caught up on the latest news across the uh, across the NBA, and give you a preview of this weekend's games that are worth uh, paying attention to. Uh, as we go forward. So let's go ahead and get started with the summaries from last night's action. Our first games back from the all-star break. Firstly, the Denver Nuggets win on the road in Cleveland against the Cavaliers, 115 to one Oh nine. Nicole Jokic picks up right where he left off before the break on his uh, triple double stretch. I don't know if he's had consecutive triple doubles or a huge streak of consecutive, but he's already set his career high for triple doubles in a season. And we still have a lot of games to go. In this one, he had 24 points, 18 rebounds, and 13 assists uh, in a monster game there. Michael Porter Jr. had 25 points himself to lead the scoring charge for the Nuggets. Uh, KCP added 17 points. Jamal Murray with 16 points and 9 assists. Uh, Meanwhile, for Cleveland, they had a strong game from Evan Mobley, 31 points, 9 rebounds. 22 each from Mitchell and Garland, but it just wasn't enough to overcome the Nuggets uh, attack as they won that game in Cleveland. Next, an overtime affair uh, for the Boston Celtics and the Indiana Pacers in Indianapolis as the Celtics win in overtime, 142-138, to uh, despite Miles Turner having a career night. Very back and forth game, 22 different lead changes in this game. The game was tied 14 times during this one. Very close affair, very exciting game. Uh, for the Pacers, we mentioned Miles Turner 40 points and 10 rebounds on some incredible percentages 80% from three point range, 8 of 10. Uh, he was 86% from the floor in general. from the free throw line. Absolutely stellar game. Uh, 22 points and 14 assists for Tyrese Halliburton alongside Miles Turner, a very potent one-two combination in this game. 18 for Buddy Heald and 19 for Mather and off the bench. Uh, But we mentioned the Celtics winning this game, and it was the two all-stars, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, combining for 61 points. 31, 12 rebounds, 7 assists for Tatum. 30 points, 11 rebounds for Jalen Brown. had 24 off the bench for Malcolm Brogdon uh, making a case for himself as sixth man of the year Uh, two other guys with 15 or more points as the Celtics get that win in overtime against the Pacers next the Orlando Magic win at home against the Detroit Pistons 108 to 106 uh, off of a game winning tip-in buzzer beater by Wendell Carter Jr. kind of a a heartbreaker for the Pistons for Detroit they were led by Jaden Ivey the rookie his 25 points Uh, led them in scoring they had 16 off the bench for alec burks uh, 10 rebounds off the bench for the recently acquired james wiseman Uh, meanwhile for orlando franz wagner and wendell carter jr the leaders here 21 points for franz wagner 14 points 14 rebounds for wendell carter jr uh including those two points on the tip in to help give them the victory uh at home against the pistons so congratulations to the magic Next, the Philadelphia 76ers win at home against the Memphis Grizzlies, 110-105. to They were down big early in this game, first half. I actually did catch a few minutes of this game. Uh, They looked kind of anemic, uh, for lack of a better word, the Sixers did in that first half. But then they uh, fought back, made it a game, and were able to win it in the last few minutes uh, in this game. For Memphis, they had a strong game from Desmond Bain, 25 points and 8 rebounds. Uh, 15 for John Morant, 18 points for Jaron Jackson Jr., including four blocks, one of them an absolutely stellar block on, uh, Joel Embiid, 12 rebounds off the bench for Xavier Tillman. But for the Sixers, Joel Embiid, we mentioned he had a monster game, 27 points, 19 rebounds, six assists, not to mention six blocks of his own, including another stellar block this time on the Grizzlies, John Morant, uh, 31 points from James Harden with seven rebounds, seven assists to lead. Uh, to, to uh, lead the scoring charge and to uh, do a lot of other things alongside Embiid. Uh, 20 points for Tobias Harris, 16 off the bench for Maxie, and the Sixers get a nice home win, especially a rally after the crowd was uh, pretty upset with their effort early on. Next, the Toronto Raptors went at home against the New Orleans Pelicans, 115-110. to 110. Uh, That is the Raptors' third straight victory. So they're starting to build a little bit, little bit of momentum, and they're getting off to a strong start post-All-Star break. For the Pelicans, uh, Brandon Ingram once again he did what he could to will this team to victory, 36 points with seven rebounds. 12-12 and 12 for Valanchunas, 12 points, 12 boards. 23 points for CJ McCollum as well. Uh, but for the Raptors... All five starters in double figures. The leading scorer being Pascal Siakam with 26 points, 21 points and 18 rebounds, along with three steals for Jakob Purtle, uh, the recently reacquired Toronto Raptor. And the Raptors get that win in uh, in Toronto, so a nice win for them. Next, the Dallas Mavericks uh, dismantled the struggling San Antonio Spurs at home in Dallas, 142 to 116. Uh, Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving combined for 51 points in this game. Um, close through the first quarter, Mavericks took a lead. And then in the fourth quarter, they took a monstrous lead to uh, put this game away. For the Spurs, they were led by Malachi Branham again in scoring 23 points. Again, he's had a, a nice uh, collection of games over the past few weeks. 22 points for Kelton Johnson, along with eight rebounds and seven assists. Uh, 13 points 12 boards for Zach Collins uh, but for the Mavericks they had uh, well, they had eight guys in double figures 28 points 10 rebounds or 10 assists and seven rebounds for Luka Doncic 23 points for Kyrie Irving and 22 off the bench for Tim Hardaway Jr. as the Mavericks win that game with Spurs uh, losing streak continues and uh, worsens Next, a exciting affair, another overtime game. The Utah Jazz went at home against the Oklahoma City Thunder. I'm happy to see this. 120 to 119. Uh, Lowry Markin and Shea Gilgis-Alexander, the two all-stars coming off that all-star break, have a duel in this one, a high-scoring affair. Uh, Thunder actually led most of the the second half. Jazz uh, managed to steal this one from them, uh, in a sense. For Oklahoma City... We mentioned SGA, 39 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists, 2 steals and a block. Absolutely filled up the stat sheet. No threes, but 15 of 19 from the free throw line. Incredible number of free throws. 18 points, 11 rebounds for Josh Giddy, his backcourt mate. 16 off the bench for Kendrick Williams. Meanwhile, for the Jazz, Larry Markington, 43 points, 10 rebounds, uh, and he even struggled from the three. He was only 25% from the three point line. It could have been even a higher scoring affair had he knocked down a couple more of those. But he was 10 of 10 from the free throw line. Um, they also got 24 points from Jordan Clarkson and 18 rebounds from Walker Kessler, a rookie continuing to put in a stellar uh, rookie campaign, including a three point that he made, a three pointer he made from the corner coming off that uh, skills challenge shooting portion display where he made a three he's look looks like he's maybe going to start to try and develop that part of his game as a a guy who can knock down an open three-pointer which would open up things for the jazz even more very exciting to see uh and also exciting for them to get the win against the thunder very good uh a close game but they still got the win so congratulations to them uh two more games the first of these the los angeles lakers win at home against the golden state warriors 124 to 111 uh the warriors uh, a little bit depleted. That's the word used here on the NBA website uh, for the Warriors. Yes. Of course they're without Stephen Curry. Uh, they were without Andrew Wiggins as well uh, due to personal reasons. The leading score for them in this game was Clay Thompson. And he had 22 points. They had 20 off the bench for Ty Jerome, uh, 15 rebounds off the bench for Kevon Looney alongside Draymond Green's 11 rebounds in that starting lineup as their starting center in this game. Uh, for the Lakers, They were led by Malik Beasley. He had 25 points uh, starting in this game, 12 points, 12 rebounds for Anthony Davis, 13 points, nine rebounds, eight assists for LeBron James, Uh, and five guys scoring in double figures off the bench, including 13 rebounds off the bench for Mo Bamba. So the depth of the Lakers, the new look Lakers, if you want to call them that, uh, really coming into play here. Uh, And especially playing in relief of an injured player. We'll talk on that in just a moment. So a nice win for the Lakers. Um, as they get off to a good start post All Star break. Finally, the Sacramento Kings win at home against the Portland Trailblazers, 133 to 116. Uh, the All Stars, De'Aaron Fox and Damana Sabonis, uh, leading the charge here. The Kings did not lead until late, for, late first half, but then they did not trail past that point, uh, and they ended up winning this game fairly handily. For the Trailblazers, uh no no Lillard no Anthony Simons in this game in their place starting were Ryan Archidiacono and Cam Reddish leading scorer in this game was Nazir Little he had 26 points uh leading scorer for the Trailblazers that is 24 points for Cam Reddish 15 off the bench for Trendon Watford and 16 off the bench for Keon Johnson uh for the Kings though uh very balanced attacks uh looks like eight guys no seven guys excuse me in double figures including 31 points from De'Aaron Fox, 20 points off the bench for Terrence Davis, and 18 points, seven reba- 17 rebounds, and 10 assists for DeMontis Sabonis as the Kings get a very nice win at home against the Portland Trailblazers. Um, that is our summary of last night's action. We'll go ahead and use that segue talking about that Lakers game and an injured player. We'll jump to our key news. That's one of the big things. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, the newly acquired point guard for the Lakers. He did leave that game versus the Warriors early in the first quarter with an ankle sprain. Uh, He's scheduled to be reevaluated today to see the severity of that injury. Uh, I did see a quick clip of it, kind of an unfortunate situation. He was just uh, going, you know, taking the ball out of bounds to, to inbound it off of a a golden state uh, possession and uh, stepped, stepped backwards onto, uh, it looked like Dante DiVincenzo, just kind of a freak accident, uh, Neither player really aware of each other on the court, uh, you know, gets a sprained ankle. Just unfortunate. One of those things that, you know, it has been commonplace in basketball. You, you, don't, you hate to see it. And uh, hopefully the evaluation today will reveal it's nothing serious. And hopefully you won't miss too much time with this injury. Um, the next item, this might be the biggest news item from uh, the last day or so. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks, reportedly, according to Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, they're progressing with Quinn Snyder talks uh, talks with him on making him the franchise's next head coach. We mentioned that uh, last show, or maybe the show before that, that the Hawks, I, I believe it was last show, where the, the Hawks had fired or let go Nate McMillan, and they were looking, reports were that they were looking at Quinn Snyder as maybe their uh, top pick for replacement head coach. Uh, they're reportedly in dialogue with him, talking about, uh quinn snyder's view on the team his philosophies how it fits with the uh, current management front office things like that so um looks like it's heading towards him probably being named the next head coach but uh it's not for certain so we'll definitely need to keep an eye on that as we go into the weekend uh finally a few transactional notes uh The Detroit Pistons have signed R.J. Hampton to a standard regular rest-of-season contract. Uh, He was recently released by the Orlando Magic, and now he's picked up by the Pistons. So, you know, kudos to him getting back in the NBA very quickly, uh, back on a regular roster. Uh, The Washington Wizards, they have converted uh, Jordan Goodwin. I believe it's Jordan Goodwin. Uh, Let me double-check this real quick. He was, a, he was a two-way contract. They've converted his contract to now a standard contract to fill in a roster spot they made. Yes, Jordan Goodwin. Uh, in in the absence of Will Barton, who they had bought at, uh, his contract. So they've converted him to a normal contract for the rest of the season. Congratulations to him. And finally, for the Knicks, they have signed uh, guard Trevor Keels to a 10-day contract. He had previously been a two-way contract for them. Uh, looks like they've either released or restructured that contract to a 10-day. Um, hopefully he's able to, to play well and, you know, get either a, a two-way deal or get a more, you know, solidified contract situation. Uh, he's the guy that I kind of root for. Uh, he's a player that I like. So we'll have to see what happens there. But those are your main transactional notes, and that's our key news uh, from the last day or so of NBA action. Uh, with that, let's jump to our game previews for this weekend. Again, this covers Saturday through Monday, the next few days of NBA action. Uh, Saturday, tomorrow, we have seven games total. Um, first of these on ABC at 8.30, uh, the Boston Celtics are in Philadelphia against the 76ers, two of your top Eastern Conference teams, uh, Embiid versus Tatum. Uh, Harden versus Jalen Brown. You have you know two dynamic duos there. It should be a very great, exciting game to watch there on ABC. So that's the first one to watch out for. Uh, I have a couple league pass suggestions for you. Firstly, a matinee affair. League pass at 12 o'clock. Uh, the Toronto Raptors are in Detroit against the Pistons. Uh, I just think it's interesting to watch out for these teams and see what they look like with all their moves that they've made, especially after the, the recent trade deadline. So that's an interesting one to watch out for. And then league pass at eight o'clock. I also have the Denver Nuggets in Memphis against the Grizzlies, uh, two top teams in the NBA with some of the best young talent in the NBA. Uh, certainly a great one to watch out for. Uh, next on Sunday we have nine games total. We have uh, two different double headers, so we have plenty of action outside of uh, or, or just on your normal uh national broadcast schedule not even mentioning league pass stuff so we'll just focus on these two double headers firstly an abc double header at one o'clock the phoenix suns in milwaukee against the bucks uh depending on durant's timetable for return it could be his debut we'll have to see uh, regardless you imagine that jay crowder will be playing for the bucks at that point or you'd hope so that could be an intrigue with that matchup but regardless those are two of the better teams in the nba and a finals rematch from two years ago so definitely an intriguing one to watch out for and then the second abc game at 330 the los angeles lakers in dallas against the mavericks lebron versus luka uh With Anthony Davis and Kyrie Irving, uh, LeBron's history with Kyrie, uh, added to this mix. That should be a great one to watch out for as well. Then we have an ESPN doubleheader later that night. Firstly at seven 30, the Minnesota Timberwolves in golden state against the warriors in San Francisco, uh, Good good matchup. The Warriors, again, still without Stephen Curry, but it'd be interesting to see what Clay Thompson and crew are able to do in relief of Curry, as they've been able to do over the last few weeks. What the Timberwolves look like now with Anthony Edwards, a solidified, proven talent. He's already been an All-Star. He has that added to his resume, what he looks like uh, coming off the recent All-Star break. And then at 10 o'clock, the LA Clippers in Denver against the Nuggets. We're mentioning the Nuggets again, but Clippers-Nuggets is always a pretty chippy affair. Uh, It seems that way. A good Western Conference battle. Two teams looking to be contending teams in the Western Conference. So that should be a great one to watch out for as well. Uh, Finally, on Monday, we only have four games of action on Monday. Uh, One national broadcast. That's the game we'll highlight. On NBA TV at 7 o'clock, the Miami Heat in Philadelphia against the 76ers. Uh, Jimmy Butler back in Philly. I don't think there's a lot of – you know, the Boo Birds from Philly, there still might be. You know, they, they have a bit of that reputation as a fan base for holding on to grudges of of sorts. But, you know, Jimmy Butler against Joel Embiid, there's always some intrigue there. But again, two of the teams that are looking to contend in the Eastern Conference. The Heat may be a step back from the Sixers, but still two teams that are competitive. And now the Heat having added to their, their depth with some recent free agency uh, signings, some buyout type of guys, what they can look like. Uh, with their kind of retooled, uh, tinkered roster against a stout 76er squad, so I think it's a great weekend of action. I'm looking forward to, uh, to all these games. I'll catch as many as I can. See what we have for you coming, uh, coming out of that weekend uh, on our Monday show. What we have to report for you, but otherwise that is our weekend preview. We've also done our news, our game summaries. So let's go ahead and wrap things up with our this day in history fact. And I'm going to cheat a little bit to fit my uh, personal basketball tastes and fandom, if you will. So our This Day in History fact, we have one day, uh, one fact for this day, February 24th. We're going back to 1967. Uh, February 24th, 1967, Wilt Chamberlain of Philadelphia. That's the Philadelphia 76ers, not the Warriors at that time. The Wilt Chamberlain of the Philadelphia 76ers shot 18 for 18 from the field against the Baltimore Bullets which is an NBA record for field goals in a game without a miss. And it looks like that record still stands. Very impressive. Shoot 18 times in a game and make eight, all 18. That's remarkable. And again, adds to the the mythos, the, the mythology of Wilt Chamberlain and what he did in this league. Um, and then I'm going to add a bonus one, again, to fit my personal uh, basketball NBA fandom. Tomorrow, February 25th, I have a This Day in History fact for tomorrow because I couldn't – I couldn't resist. I had to share this one. So tomorrow, February 25th, going back to 1977, Pistol Pete Maravich scored a career-high 68 points as the New Orleans Jazz defeated New York 124-107. to Only five NBA players have ever scored more than 68 points in a a game. I think that's probably six NBA players now. I believe this fact hadn't quite been updated to Donovan Mitchell's uh, 71-point affair. So only only six NBA players have ever scored more than 68 points in a game. Uh, so of course you'd have Wilt Chamberlain, Kobe Bryant. Uh, we mentioned Donovan Mitchell, uh, Elgin Baylor, I think is maybe in that mix. Uh, and then Devin Booker. So it's a very exclusive club and one of the few guards to be in that mix. He, he was the first guard to have a game like that scoring wise, uh, at that point in NBA history. So it was a very exciting affair. Um, And, you know, going back to my kind of personal knowledge of Pistol Pete a little bit more in depth, uh, I remember a point in his biography, the Mark Kriegel biography, Pistol, where it talks about he recalled how he could have had more points in that game. And that kind of goes to his – throughout his career there was often times where it felt like it wasn't enough, that he could have always done more. Uh, which is certainly true of a lot of NBA players. They're always competitive. They're always looking to do as much as they can. So that's certainly, you know, a credit to him and his his performance. Um, again, I had to add this here, Pistol Pete is my favorite player of all time. Um, so definitely needed to recognize his incredible scoring performance. And it's worth noting it was against against the Knicks and against Walt Frazier, Earl Monroe, and a team, you know, Frazier had a bit of a history with Pete Maravich as far as his as he was, you know, approaching uh, leaving the college sphere and getting drafted into the NBA, he w- he expressed some doubts about what, oh, excuse me, whether he would be able to translate well to the NBA or how he'd handle NBA defenses. And then this was kind of that, you know, point that really solidified how great Pistol Pete was. And Walt Frazier, you know, freely acknowledges that yes, he did fulfill on that promise. So, anyways. Like I said before, when we did our uh, jazz franchise focus, I could go on and on talking about Pistol Pete Maravich. So I won't spend too much time there. I'll go ahead and wrap up things for us today. I uh, want to thank you all again for listening. Really appreciate it. Um, wherever you're listening now, that we're on not only Apple Podcasts, but also Spotify and uh, Google Podcasts. We thank you all for listening. Um, we will have a uh, another bonus episode today. That will be the last of our – kind of gauntlet of bonus episodes we had starting two weeks ago. Uh, we we're trying to get caught up on our franchise focus, and I think we're in a pretty good spot. Today's bonus episode will be the Orlando Magic. Uh, so in addition to today's episode, feel free to tune into that franchise focus on the Orlando Magic. Uh, with that, we are also going to have a updated schedule as far as what the last few weeks of the season will look like for us in regards to maybe some additional bonus episodes, some franchise focus, um, as well as episodes special to certain events happening as the season kind of comes to a close so certainly stay tuned to that and we will have that posted on our instagram account if you're not familiar that is crossover across time all one word on instagram we post all sorts of content from the podcast itself we also do our best to uh share and like content from all across the nba uh not only current nba but uh historic nba type things so it's a a great place to Uh, stay up to date on the NBA as well as the podcast specifically along with listening to the podcast. So definitely check it out. But uh, with that, I'll thank you all again for listening and stay tuned for that bonus episode. And after that, we'll be back with you on Monday for our normally scheduled Monday show. So thanks again.